Hello to all of you unconventional conventionists. Welcome to an extra special Rocky Talkie 104D711 bonus episode. I'm Aaron. I'm Nikki. And I'm Jacob. To celebrate the best holiday of the year, Black Friday, we've got a special little treat for all our listeners. That's right, fuckers. I am a goddamn treat. And that voice belongs to none other than the incredibly delicious Rowan Kamor, who is here to chat with us all today about a community project they've been working on. Hi, Rowan. Hi. Rowan, we're here today to grill you all about the documentary film project you recently shared with the community, A Portrait of Roy Rossi. Could you give us an overview of the film's plot? Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, the the documentary itself focuses on Roy Rossi, somebody who is in many ways a founding member of a lot of the Rocky Horror community and what we have today. It's also somewhat of a love letter to Rocky as a community as a whole. It really just kind of takes not only a look at Roy's life with Rocky Horror, but also Roy as a person and Roy is somebody who is very reserved very quiet you know he never posts on social media he doesn't talk about himself unless really asked about it specifically so this is kind of giving a lot of people a look into a man who does a lot of work for this community and a lot of work to keep you know Rocky and New England kind of afloat but also you know will never gloat about it and never will uh talk about himself so it's kind of an inside look about that rock in his life which is no pun intended rocky horror so it's it's just kind of about him and you know those parts of him that he hasn't shown people before as well as his association with rocky and how that community has really kind of made him grow as a person and helped him throughout his life i absolutely love that i'm super pumped for this uh so we know you've only recently made this project public but based on the info that you've shared And, you know, uh, uh, what you told me a while back, it looks like it's been in production for a while. And we'd love to know more about, like, the film's production timeline. How many thousands of hours have you already spent on this project? And, like, how are they allotted? What have you been up to on it? Yeah, so absolutely. You could ask any of my close friends and they'll tell you that I've been talking about this project for a few years now. Ever since I had started performing in Rocky Horror or been a part of a cast, I always just really wanted to make a documentary about the community as a whole. Once I met Roy, though, it kind of really trickled down into a kind of like, oh my god, this guy's really interesting. I'd, I'd love to, uh, to make something about him. And so that's kind of when I started to uh, talk to Roy about the possible idea. And in terms of hours, I probably put around 100 in. And that's, that's just essentially just looking through Roy's old photos from like the late 70s to probably the late 80s around that whole era it's one of those things where it kind of makes you feel nostalgic for a time that you weren't even there for because all these photos just seem like so full of community and so full of you know coziness and like there's so many photos of the cast at like halloween parties or christmas parties or you know just behind the scenes of the show and it's like it feels very familiar yet distant there's also hundreds of newsletters that roy has written over the years that is just so interesting to read because it's that specifically has really shown me a sense of the rocket community's growth over the years that you can kind of just see the different things that have come up in the community over the years through the newsletters and what would be reported on so that's also been really fascinating to just kind of take a look at 
oh my god, I'm so jealous. I'm gonna have to like bribe you or or Roy to get me copies of those because you're talking about newsletters I haven't seen. And oh, hit me up. I will. I will let you have them. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we've already got a general idea of what spurred the start of this project. Who among us isn't obsessed enough with Roy that we've casually thrown around the idea of making a whole ass documentary about him, right? But we'd love to know what made you put your money where your mouth was and actually make the thing. So with Roy, it's been one of those things where I had joined Rocky Horror right when I was freshly graduated from high school. I was 18 and it was one of those things where you're you're kind of looking for a sense of community, like I'm sure a lot of people do. So when I had left high school, I really was just at a loss of like, I don't know who to hang out with. I don't know what to do. I want to be an artist, but I also don't know what my creative footing is. I have no idea like what my vision is or anything. But I remembered how much I loved going to Rocky Horror in high school. And I remember that at a couple of those shows, Roy would be there and he'd be saying, you know, if you're over 18, you can uh, apply and, you know, you can join the cast and we can have a we can have you join and that sort of stuff. So I ended up taking that offer and I emailed him and I was like, oh, my God, Roy, um, I want to do this. So that's how I started. Ever since then, I really had, like I said, have had this vision in the back of my head and it was only kind of recently I think over COVID was when I think I really found my creative footing as an artist and really kind of understood what I wanted to do and what I wanted to make before that even though I've had this idea in my head I never felt confident enough to make it as of now and it's also in many ways a love letter and kind of an Avita Zen and somewhat of a goodbye even though I'm not leaving Rocky forever but like you know now that I kind of have a lot of these projects coming up that aren't related to Rocky I'm not going to have as much time. So before things start like flooding over me, I wanted to really put together a piece that is essentially a love letter to Rocky Horror and encapsulates a portrait of this man who has done so much for so many people and helped so many people find their place. I think that's why it feels right now is because I've found, I think, my vision for this and it just feels right. We all absolutely adore Rocky documentaries, which is one of the reasons we're so excited about this project in particular. Do you have a favorite Rocky documentary? Were there any existing ones that you pulled inspiration from? Yeah, so essentially when I had started the ideas of, you know, oh, I I should make a documentary about the Rocky community, I took a look at a lot of the ones that had previously been done. You know, there were obviously some good, some bad, some mediocre. The one that I think I really clung on to, and another note I'll make is like, I try not to watch a ton of them right now because I don't want it to kind of cloud what my vision is for this documentary. But the one that I really remember liking because it felt so gritty and so Rocky Horror was the Rocky Horror Treatment in 1981. It was this weird, almost like a promo for shock treatment, but not really. It was kind of like one of those, those like bridging gaps kind of thing between like, it followed Sal Piro, which I'm sure everybody must know. Uh, but it followed Sal, who, like Roy, was kind of a founding member of Rocky in the late 70s, early 80s, kind of. But Sal really started that scene in New York specifically. It essentially just follows Sal as he's announcing and that, oh, I'm going to be in shock treatment for a scene. And, you know, it's his kind of journey to go do a cameo in that movie. But it's really interesting because it's similar to how I'm approaching Roy's documentary. It's focusing on the people behind the community and so i really liked that element of it yeah that's a great one if you haven't checked it out all of our listeners out there there's a copy up on youtube of that one that that you don't have to go back to where it originally appeared when it aired on television way back when 
it's fantastic. It's definitely like a time capsule of that early 80s fervor for like shock treatment is coming, you know, kind of thing. So where are you within the production process currently? Uh, what have you already done? What's left on your to-do list? I'm sure you've got a list a mile long, uh, but like before this is ready to be released into theaters nationwide as like the biggest summer blockbuster hit. Oh, God, so much pressure. Um, where I'm at right now is definitely we have started the process of interviewing Roy, and I wanted to keep it very personal. So when I do the interviews, it's just Roy and I together in the room talking. I plan to do five sessions of that. We've done one session, and with each one, we're just kind of kind of go deeper and deeper into this story and this uh, narrative. We're currently underway in production. We've wrapped up pre-production, but in the same breath with the documentary, you're kind of never finished with pre-production. There's always things that keep popping up, and I'm like, oh my god, I love this. I need to ask Roy about this next time I see him. So the plan with that right now is that we're in production, and once that's done, I'm going to be uh, helping it by going around to festivals with it, hopefully. So that'll be very exciting so far what's been the most challenging part of working on this film i think the most challenging part for me personally has been having to narrow down and condense all of this information into a set narrative because like i said there are hundreds of these newsletters hundreds of just these photos that you know they tell so many different stories and there's so many different meanings to roy and that sort of thing so it's kind of having to really condense and pick and choose okay i'm gonna use that i'm not gonna use that and that whole kind of situation of having to go uh essentially not get too carried away on one thing and being able to bring it all into one condensed piece <laughs> i can imagine you've got a whole 45 year history there to go through right yep. yeah <laughs> amazing and uh last but certainly not least i call this most last and most <laughs> last and most rowan we've got to know what's the best thing you've learned about roy while making this movie it can be anything the only caveat being it's got to be something you didn't know prior to the start of this project I would say it's probably how much perseverance Roy has, which was the most surprising thing. I know everybody kind of knows that, oh, Roy's been around forever, so he must have perseverance. But like going into this documentary and talking to Roy, there was so much that I had learned that I had not known before, such as like the fact that some of the theaters they had performed in back when RKO was in its early days would obviously in the same vein now, it would go from theater to theater. But that said, some of the theaters that they performed in weren't in places where things like Rocky were commonly accepted. So Roy, and you'll hear it in the documentary, Roy talks a lot about how there would be some shows and venues that they would go into and they would have people, you know, storm the theater trying to beat them up. Roy would have to escort the cast out because, you know, there'd be people that would be throwing things at them like viciously or, you know, trying to attack them. One famous thing that Roy has mentioned to me, which I think is just so wild, is the fact that for a long time he would have to show up to every single show with a cup on to protect from anybody trying to beat him up. So it's one of those things where it's a really interesting history of I didn't understand to that level of the perseverance that Roy had to keep doing this show, even after the fact that they would have these kind of vicious attacks on the cast so yeah that's crazy because you hear about that kind of from the new york scene right with the early days where salpiro talks about it at the waverly we're like oh they'd come with baseball bats and whatever i had no idea that was kind of an issue across the country i guess it makes sense you know the story of a different time yeah, and it, it, it goes into the fact that, you know, because RKO was such a traveling cast, like, some neighborhoods would be totally accepting and they'd be totally fine. And then they would go into some neighborhoods that would be very conservative and very against what they were doing. I, they would perform the show anyway, but 
it would be one of those things where, yeah, there'd be people that would show up with like baseball bats or, you know, with malicious intent to like beat up the cast. It was definitely an issue. Well, I think we're all glad to say that uh, we don't have to wear cups as part of our regular costumes anymore. Yep. (laughs) Rowan, thank you so much for joining us on Rocky Talkie today. I know all our listeners are absolutely dying to watch this film once it's finished. Where can they look forward to checking it out? Any chance it'll be ready to go, I don't know, maybe next summer sometime? Maybe around, I don't know, spitballing? Early August-ish, you know, preview at RKO? Yeah, so absolutely. As of right now, with the production calendar that I have in place, I plan to have this done by around March of 2022, so this coming March. Essentially, where you'll be able to see it online is I'm going to be uploading it to Vimeo for free. I'm somebody who I am very much of the mindset that I try to make my art as accessible as possible, so I will be uploading that online. But also, that said, I will also be doing a or we're, it's not official yet, but we're going to be trying to get it in there, a screening at RKO Con with kind of a talk back with Roy after. So it'll be kind of this special little uh, thing where we'll be able to watch it with a full audience, and then Roy himself will be able to be there and take any questions or, you know, just talk about the experience from his end. So, yeah. And if any of our listeners want to help support the film, we know production costs aren't cheap, how can they help? So awesome. Yeah. So right now I have a GoFundMe set up. It's not like one of the things where you need to pay to uh, to watch it or anything, but it's, it's set up just in the sense that, you know, once I get to the level where I'm going to be submitting this to film festivals, fees do add up. So for whatever reason, if you have any money lying around, you're like, ah, why not? I'll throw this at this documentary. The GoFundMe, which I am told will be linked in the show notes, will uh, be a place where you can do that. And it will mean so much to me and to Roy to... Uh, have that kind of extra money for some of the post-production needs and film festival fees. Hell, I I know that uh, you probably need an extra hard drive for all this stuff and all that other kind of crap. There's too many things when you're working (laughs) on a project like this, right? Mm Mm-hmm, for sure. Rowan, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate all that you do for us over on Rocky Talkie and just for the wider Rocky Horror community in general. If you like Rocky Talkie and want to help support us, all you got to do is like and follow us on social media and maybe leave us a nice review on iTunes if you're feeling frisky. Ooh. (laughs) And if you're working on a cool community project, we'd love to spotlight it here on our show. Just go to RockyTalkiePodcast.com and fill out our contact form to share it with us. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. Eat dick, sucker. Ass, suck a dick, nope. Nope. No, no. All done. Bye.